Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Let's get around. It's time for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. Hello everyone, I am Billy Dees, and this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth Podcast. My co-host, as always, is Sugar Shane. What's going on, Shane? I haven't met much, brother. Just chilling. How about yourself? Just chilling. I don't know if I'm chilling. I got too much going on. But well, I got uh, the day off. I was, I was supposed to work today. I, yesterday oh, really? Was, yeah. Yesterday was six days in a row. Yeah, I remember you said you had to work nine or something like that. That's yeah. what I thought I was going to have to work. Okay. But they ended up being a guy that works with me. Thank goodness, out of the goodness of his heart, he switched with me. So now I'm all, I was off today, and I'll get my other off day Saturday like I wanted it because we're doing a charity run Saturday. Yes. I did the same one last year, except last year they had it in September where you run and then you jump on these floats and climb up them with the ropes. So oh, yeah? Like epi- yeah, it's almost like you're on an episode of one of them American Gladiators or some shit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what's it for? You said it's a charity. I, I don't know. Uh, Gail's listening. Uh, oh, cool, cool. I don't know exactly uh, what it's for. I want to say breast cancer, but I'm not positive. I'm not yeah, they, they do something, but I always kind of figured that was in October. They they yeah, do do a, yeah, yeah. I don't know what okay. this is for. I have to ask Christina, and I'll let you know more on Thursday night. I can't. I don't, All right, that's I, cool. I'm not sure. All right, yeah, that's for. cool. You might as might as well talk about it. I know it's something. Yeah, I, I know it's something to do with medical because she's in the medical field and it's set up through that. So I don't okay. know exactly what it is, but um. So I got that Saturday, so I needed that day off. So, right. I, but if I would have, I would have worked nine days wrong. Don't get me wrong; I've done it a couple times before. But man, I didn't want to do it no more, man. Not, to, not, uh, not this. I don't not blame this, you. Not this week because I had I had just gotten back from that long drive. Oh Georgia, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really get completely rested that one day I was back. And man, when I went back to work, I was already dragging three days in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was awful. That'll believe. 
Well, just to let everyone know, if they don't by now, you can find us on uh, Twitter real easy at Sweet Truth Radio. And that is for our podcast, The Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. We are now on the same time, Monday and Thursday. Our podcasts are initially live those two days at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to us on the Spreaker app, which does have, uh, not texting, that's not the right, chatting, chatting. You can chat yeah. with Sugar Shane while we are uh, uh, doing our show through the Spreaker app. And you can live tweet us as well, once again, at Sweet Truth Radio. On uh, Facebook, we have a Facebook page. Um, it is it's Sweet Truth Radio on there as well. Is that correct? You yes, usually it's, do it's, more than that. It's Sweet Truth Radio, the number four and the letter U for you. Okay. Because um, Sweet Truth Media was already taken somehow, so I just got oh, for you. Oh, okay. So it's for uh, you. It's for the listeners. So Absolutely. I thought, that, I thought it was sure perfect. Is. Oh, yeah. It's always first and foremost, is your listeners. I say that even when you're talking about making money, because if you ain't got the listeners, you're not going to have the sponsors. No, you're right. Yeah, you got to have that, man. I mean, you got to go with your listeners, with your gut, with your listeners, because what, no matter what it is, then you just work your station around it. That's how yeah. I believe. You know, every business is structured that way. I, I get into conversations every every once in a while about with all my quote unquote talented friends that are you know above certain things. And 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 the bottom line is, I don't care if you're Steve Jobs. Okay, he got to walk around on that stage and act like this uh, this uh, I don't know this this Buddha of wisdom. Okay, of, yeah. of electronics in the world because of the dumb clucks that were walking through the mall buying iPhones. Okay, yeah. it all starts with that. Yeah, that okay. was his. That was his big break right there, boy. Yeah, and iPhones. you know, yeah, and and well, my point is, it, it starts with the little guy buying the stuff. That's yep. what enables. I don't care what company it is, what you're doing. It all begins with a sale. True. It's that simple. It's that simple. So anyway, uh, moving on here. Uh, obviously, the show is entitled. <laughs> <laughs> you can't handle the non-truth and this is a reference to the rudy giuliani quote and we'll get to that from over the weekend we'll we'll, we'll get to that just a couple of things here uh i know you're a music guy yeah and uh, the eagles lord low uh the greatest hits now overtakes michael jackson's thriller as the best album now this is on a, a lot of entertainment sites the the you one know, I'm on right now is Rolling Stone. I hate Stone. to say it. I don't hate to say it, but I mean, I do tend to agree with that statistic. Because just about every damn body I know has that CD. Yeah. I mean, I've got it. It's a dual disc. It's two discs. Okay. I've got it. I mean, everybody but, I know has it because it's just one of them. It's just they're an iconic band, man. I mean. Yeah. Man. Well, here's here, here's my question for you. Okay, is this a fair comparison? Is it fair to compare a greatest hits album, which has hits from over a period of years, with a single studio album? Well, I tell you what, man. I'll be honest with you. I think to me it uh, makes their store their case even stronger because the reason why I say that. Is these people are going out and buying this greatest hit CD 
that is a conglomeration of albums they've already bought. So why, they've got these songs on other albums, so why would they go out and buy this CD that's already got songs from the other albums? Instead of buying, and so I mean, to me it, it holds more merit because of that reason. All those songs have been on other albums, whereas The Thriller was a one-time album. Yeah, well, here my only response to that is I'm not sure when this Greatest Hits album came out. It was in the, uh, I want to say, 80s. It was in the 80s. Okay, well, my point is is this, this, this album covers hits from 71 to 75 or something like that. So what you have, you don't have people that just recently bought all those songs and now they're buying a Greatest Hits album. You have people that are going back and archiving you know, uh, classic rock. And it's just easier to get the greatest hits album than it is to buy a whole bunch of them. Right. So, um, you know, that that would be true if, like, you know, uh, some new band that just came out three years ago came out with a greatest hits album. Yeah, everybody just bought all that stuff, and now they're going to buy it again. But this this isn't what's happening. You know, these are, are, are maybe new a newer generation of people that are going out there and buying this. Um, and, you know, people who are just classic rock people and are, you know, digitizing their library from all of the albums that they have. Um, I, I just don't know if it's a fair comparison to compare a greatest hits album, just like live live concerts are in a separate category as well. You know, so anyway, that's really, just, I, there's very few live albums I've ever heard that I liked. Yeah, very few. Um, most of them. <clears throat> the quality of the sound sucks. Yeah, and then the second, and then the second reason you got all the crowd cheering and everything, you can't hear half time what everybody's saying. Yeah, the, the live albums have to be done just so. The only one that I've ever heard that I've liked has been Nirvana's Unplugged and Alice in Chains's Unplugged, yeah. and Stone Temple Pilots' Unplugged. And I think the reason why I like the Unplugged so much. Is because it's acoustic. Maybe it sounds oh, yeah. better. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. the reason. Yeah, the, I would imagine that that comes off a little better in an uncontrolled environment if you're in, in front of an audience. Right, and it's a, um, and it's a smaller audience too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I I, I'm, I could be wrong. Frampton Comes Alive was one of the biggest. I've heard uh, that album. I don't think it was half bad. Yeah. I, but I, anyway, and, anyway, a l- little bit of music trivia for for those of you that. Uh, are so inclined to be interested in that. Yeah. Um, and let's see, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about here real quick before I uh, got into the uh, the thing here. The, uh, you know, I, I mentioned this before. Th- there's been some weird stuff going on in uh, the world yeah. today. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, this story, I don't know if you, you followed this guy that – was accused of killing his family. He killed his wife. He killed t- two small children, and apparently the wife was pregnant. Okay, now this happened in Colorado. And here again, I generally don't say the names of these characters. Okay, but he killed their uh, two young daughters, and, and and of course, children always appear to be you know just lovable, sweet kids. Right. Uh, the pictures are very very sad, and um, you know the mother was pregnant. And uh, he was charged. Now, he he actually pretended he was on local media. He was on uh, the media, you know, asking for help. Yeah, I saw that. I saw him talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, he turns around uh, and he turns out to be the one. And his defense, he has come out with a defense now, and he uh, is alleging that uh, he walked in on his wife killing the two girls. And therefore, he was so enraged, enraged that he killed her. Oh, God. Now, I, I find that pretty hard to believe. If that was no the case, I, cer- I certainly wouldn't be on TV asking for help and putting on the charade. I would tell the police right off the bat, my wife just killed my two damn kids and I killed yeah, her. Yeah, I would have just called law and said, look, come get this piece of garbage. Yeah. That's all I'd have said. Yeah. See, he just happened to walk in after she'd killed both of them? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'll buy that, Jack. Yeah. No. Uh, But anyway, that's... uh, That's the same thing that happened with that dumbass in South Carolina trying to drown her kids over over that boy, that guy she was trying to get for a boyfriend or whatever. Uh, Yeah, I remember She was going to leave her husband. She was sitting there. She put the car in the water and watched it go into the water. While her kids are in the back looking at her, Can yeah, you imagine that? I can't even begin to. I can't even begin to. Think. As I recall, when they pulled that uh, vehicle out of the water, the two children were were holding hands. Yeah, yeah. And if that isn't the most pitiful thing you can hear, I don't, I, I I don't know what is. Yeah, what a man! What a piece of trash! Yeah. Um, one more wild story here, um, and the only reason that I mention this is I know when people hear this story, they're, they're going to say, well, it, it, that's what you get for, you know, the valuing a dog that much. But I'm, I'm going to defend this, and I'll tell you why. In uh, South Carolina, a woman was killed by an alligator while she was walking her dog, and apparently the story is, is the alligator went after her dog. But she tried to defend the dog, and the alligator uh, apparently grabbed her and took her under the water. Mm. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, uh, well, you know, that's what you get for valuing a dog that much. And and I understand. I, I, I guess I understand that sentiment. However... Um, as you know, I loved my cat, the one that died uh, last year. And that cat meant the world to me. And I, I got to say, I, I understand this. I, I believe in, in, in that moment, you, you don't, you know, evaluate all the parameters of what you're about to do. Right. You know, you just automatically try to save something you love. And uh, I don't know about you, but I can I I can I can imagine <laughs> myself doing this. Yeah, I can I can. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a you know a person that really loves their animals like a kid, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh. Okay. Let's get into this thing here with uh, Rudy Giuliani, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to go some. Some different places with this. Um, Rudy Giuliani was on Meet the Press. And uh, we're live today. This is uh, August 20th. The, uh, the show was on yesterday. And he was talking about uh, Donald Trump and this meeting in the Trump Tower. 
and the subject came up about the truth. And he made this comment during the during the interview that the truth isn't the truth. Now I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you want to play the clip or not. Do you want to play yeah, it or? Yeah, I'm gonna okay, play it. Go, go ahead and play it. So everybody, right, be, yeah, go take ahead. a listen. Look, I'm not going to be rushed into having him testify so that he gets trapped into perjury. And when you tell me that you know he should testify because he's going to tell the truth and he shouldn't worry, well, that's so silly because it's somebody's version of the truth, not the truth. He didn't have a a conversation. Truth is about, truth. I, I don't mean to go like. I, no, I it isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. The president of the United States says I didn't. Truth isn't I, truth, Mr. Mayor. Do you realize what I? I no, I, no, th- no. This is going to become a bad don't, 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 do, don't do don't do this to me. Don't do truth. Uh, Donald truth Trump. To me. Donald Trump says, I didn't talk about Flynn with Comey. Comey says, you did talk about it. So tell me what the truth is. Don McGahn might uh, If know. you're such a genius, John McGahn, Don McGahn doesn't know. If that's the situation, okay. they have two pieces of evidence. Trump says, I didn't tell him. And the other guy says that he did say it. Which is the truth? Wow. What drugs did he do before he did that? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it sounds well, like here he's again, fucked up. you know, we, we we just wanted to actually, you know, play a, a, a clip, and this was under fair use. He's a public figure, and this is for the purpose of discussion, and that's what we're going to do today. And I'm going to go some different directions on here. So let's on on the practical level, you know, check this out. Um, I'm not necessarily going to defend him, but in all fairness, naturally the left has come down on him and made a field day out of this. And um, what he was trying to convey was that it's a he said, he said situation, okay, meaning that um, there isn't a whole lot of empirical evidence here, all right? You have to go on two versions of the truth is kind of what he is trying to say in a nutshell, and, um, you know, that that does have merit. That does hold water. Okay. However, uh, the way that he presents himself anymore, if you listen to the inflection mm, exactly. that he has during that, and this, uh, I, I'm not even sure of this flamboyant, carefree, matter-of-fact presentation of what's going on or what supposedly is going on or what he has to defend himself against in regard to the president of the United States. I, I just find it very peculiar. Yeah. I, I if, if I was President Trump, quite frankly, I'd be really, I'd be really re- second-guessing my choice here. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he sounded like a damn rambling idiot right there. Yeah, and he he has said some really, uh, you know, we're not going to go back through the whole catalog of the things that have been going on here recently. But um, and anytime he's actually on live TV, I'm nervous. <laughs> you know, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous for him because there's always seems to be this, uh, you know, open mouth and cert foot situation with him. And uh, um Boy, I don't know. But anyway, let's explore this uh, thing about the truth here a little bit. Let's kind of go down a different road here. Let's let's get beyond this. The truth. All right. The tr- this is the truth. This was the truth. <laughs> say that again. I say the truth. It is the truth. It was the truth. 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. Easy yeah. for you to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, let's let's do this from a philosophical standpoint. And, you know, this could be kind of in the mix, in the foreground, in the background of this whole conversation about what Rudy Giuliani tried to convey. And that is in terms of, as you know, I, I love science. I'm very much a uh, fan and student of the scientific world. And from a philosophical standpoint, um, I would have to say that what you might refer to as an absolute truth is very elusive. There aren't too many of those things. Um, and let's say, for example, Sugar Shane is going out the door, and he's on his way to work. And he has a, uh, a white table in his kitchen. And he gets out to the car, and he's starting the car, and he says, you know what? I wonder if that white table in my kitchen is real or if I imagined it. Which, in all fairness, is possible. It's not likely, but it's possible enough that we can't discount it as a possibility. Right. All right? right. So he goes back, he gets out of his car, and he goes back into his kitchen, and there's a white table there. Now, he wants to be sure. He wants to be absolutely sure. So he gets a, a neighbor to come over, and the uh, he asks his neighbor, now, you can't say, do you see that table there? Because that could put it in their head. So you, you have to bring them in and, and ask them a more general question. Like, describe what you see in this room. All right? And they might start with the sink or whatever, but eventually they say, and right in the middle of the floor... There's a white table there. All right. Now, at this point, the chances that both of you are having the same delusion is very, very small. Okay. Exactly. Um, it is possible, but it is very unlikely. And you could go on with this. You could get a third neighbor, and you could go on down the line. Now, in, in uh, everyday life, these types of uh, investigations, these types of circumstances simply are not practical because they are so likely to be true 99.999% of the time that there's no point in investigating them, okay? Right. But, but we can't argue from the fact that if that table was a delusion, okay, the same neurons in your brain fire either way, whether it's, whether it's a, a total delusion or whether it's real, that firing that happens in your brain is the same either way. True. So, so it, there does become a question as to what is true. And how do you, how do you, um, how are you always sure that you're in the proper reality? 
Okay, that's something that, uh, like I said, from a philosophical st- standpoint, is something that um, um, y- you could have a long conversation about. All right, because that th- those those types of questions do have merit. Right. Okay. Now, does it apply in this case? Okay. We have to uh, explore this from a more practical level. Yes, there are really weird possibilities with any perception that you may have. We have to acknowledge that. But by the same token, we also have to be aware that at some point in the practical world, 2 plus 2 equals 4. All right? Yeah. So um, this clandestine meeting, if that's the proper term, in the – Trump Tower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did it happen or didn't it? First of all. And the second thing would be, is with who? With whom? You know, if, if there were representatives of the Russian government there, we'd have to verify that. Okay, right. and there's ways we could do that. Investigators could pretty much narrow that down, I'm sure. All right. So then the next question would be after that, if there was Russian people in that tower representing the Russian government and they were talking about the election, the question then becomes, is that illegal? Is it illegal, for example, if Time magazine has some you know, dirt on your opponent, is it okay to talk to him? Most people say, well, yeah, probably. Well, what would be the difference about talking to a foreign government about exactly the same information? So, when I hear the word collusion, that generally implies to me that there is a a deal being made, okay? And what that would imply is that for this information, a favor was promised. And if that happened, that is most certainly, I would say, I'm not a on a, an attorney, and I would have to say that most attorneys probably don't even know this. This is something that is very specialized. But my, my guess is is that a colluding with a, 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 a foreign government in that respect to throw an election and promising them favors after you're elected, that is probably illegal. Well, yeah, I would think so. I would certainly hope so. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that would definitely have to be illegal. Yeah, because you're trying so, to twi- you're trying to get vote twist to get votes. You know, yeah. you're, you're just black. You know, uh, what you call it, bribing people. Yeah, yeah. more or less. Yeah. So anyway, what I'm, what I'm getting at here is is by my estimation, and I, who, who knows what I know? I mean, I don't know, but it, by my estimation, these are the steps that you have to go through. Was there a meeting? Who was the meeting with? What was the purpose, and was there a deal? All right. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, as you well know, I'm not a Trump fan. I didn't vote in the last election. I'm not proud to say that. Although I, I have not even the slightest compunction of guilt about that. I don't have any, and I didn't no. vote. No, I don't. I, I, I don't. But anyway. Um, I, I can tell you that collusion in that regard, in that context, is very hard to prove. Yeah. It is monumentally hard to prove. It, it is in the corporate world. 
in the corporate world, you know, uh, uh, corporations are not allowed to uh, make deals with one another that that uh, uh, where, you know, whether it be price fixing or some other things. And that is very difficult to prove because it is almost always done behind closed doors and there's never really any paperwork, you know, two fat cats with cigars shake on it and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And how you can uh, how you can prove that, you know, is it really kind of depends on the paper trail that was left behind and let's say an uncanny series of coincidences in terms of pricing and other things that you could make a case. But to, you know, actually have a smoking gun with something like that is very difficult. And with a foreign government, it's very hard to prove because it's hard to get the other people involved in a courtroom, get them sworn, and get them cross-examined. Mm. All right. Right, exactly. So I'm not sure what the outcome is of this is going to be. My guess is is that the chances of I this— him, I like Giuliani as a mayor. Well, you know, that's the thing. Everybody had such a good um, impression of him in post-9-11. Right. In the 1990s, he was generally credited with, you know, doing a lot of the good things in your favorite place, Times Square. Right. And, uh, you know, and he made a lot of enemies. But generally speaking, uh, I can tell you the New York of the 1970s and the New York of the 1980s, that 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 was a that was a dump. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You look at them. You look at it in the movies from the 70s and 80s. It looks like a dump. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's a, a, a very uh, safe place to be. And I hear about crime in New York, but you got to keep in mind there's eight million people there. Yeah. Or whatever it is, yeah. it's a staggering amount of people. You got to know so any, your neighborhoods to go into and what not to go into. Yeah, but for the most part, it's very tourist friendly. It's very safe to be there. Uh, they've done a good job keeping the uh, main attraction safe, and I would have to say that worldwide, it's probably one of the biggest targets of terrorism. Yeah, and and uh, it has, uh, you know, they've done a great job keeping that that city safe over the years. And uh, a lot of that credit goes to the late 1990s, right right around that post 9/11 era that Giuliani was a part of. And my only worry here again for him as a person is he had such a great legacy with that. Um, you know, so many people remember him walking around, uh, you know, in the, uh, in the in the dangerous areas that where all that dust was, and and going through the ruins of of the twin towers, and 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 they remember him as spearheading that. That's such a great legacy. And now, you know, he's he's having these bonehead conversations, mostly about the bonehead tweets that the president is throwing out there. And these these conversations are getting more and more asinine. Um, I, I don't know that he's doing the greatest thing for his for his legacy. Yeah. Uh, and and just and just the fact that we have to have this extended uh, protracted conversation about what truth is. You know, just like with President Clinton, what it depends on what is means, 
Oh, yeah. Um, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Um, yeah, I, I just... Uh, I, I feel bad that his legacy is going down that road. Now, you've yeah. been to New York. You have a pretty good... Imp- what, you haven't said much about this. What is your take on this? Um, I don't feel threatened in New York, if that's what you're saying. Hmm. No, I don't mean about that. I mean about his legacy and about this whole. Oh thing. yeah, I think uh, I think he needs to stop while he's ahead. I think if I was him, I would just get cut off ties with the whole Trump deal myself because he's going down the wrong road. Yeah, and uh, he's going to end up getting pinned up and whatever the hell's going to end up happening with that because I still don't know what's going to happen with that shit yet. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, he should just retire and call it quits. Just being yeah. honest. I mean, he was a great DA. He helped bring down the mob. Uh, he was responsible for a big part responsible why the organized crime doesn't have quite the hold. Not to say the organized crime doesn't exist, but it doesn't have the hold that it had 30, 40 years ago yeah. in this country. Yeah. And it's because of him. And... Uh, and well, some people would make the argument that corporations have gotten so powerful now and they're worse. <laughs> So. Hey, that's not, you know, it's you don't know how many companies are actually owned by who, you know. I mean, it was rumored, I don't know how true it is, but it was rumored, which it doesn't matter now if they did, they lost their ass. But it was rumored that the mob was uh, invested in Blockbuster Video. Oh, really? Huh? At one time, yeah. I don't know if they really were or not. That was just one of the rumors I had heard. But, uh, yeah. You never, you know, you never know what the hell they got their hands in and what they're doing. Yeah, but it's not like it was though. You know, going to a barber shop and people shoot your ass up and all that kind of stuff. It's not like that anymore because right. of things they put into play. And then I think he was a pretty decent mayor. Like I said, I mean, he did a lot for the city, as far as I can tell. I mean, back before Times before he hit Times Square and fixed it, it was like a damn prostitution prostitute ring down through that strip. Oh yeah, called, it was called Red Light District, and it was just nothing but that was it. There yeah. was sex shops and port and stuff like that all through there. Hookers. I mean, I, I right in the middle of Manhattan. That's what you want to try to bring tourists into. <laughs> yeah. So, so hell no. So yeah, I think you made the right move by fixing it up. Certainly. Yeah. And, uh, and just, but yeah, I think what he's in now is stupid. He had no yeah. business getting in it. I don't know. No, he's why. not. He, he's not doing a good job for himself, and he's not doing a good job for the president. No. And uh, and here again, this whole thing about collusion. My my gut instinct on this is is that he does have contacts with Russia. All right, the yeah. president. That's that's my gut instinct. But I don't think I, I don't believe that it involves collusion around the election. What I what I've said from the very beginning, if somebody finds something about the president and and russia it's not going to be the collusion what it's going to be is the trail of money and how it made its way through the banks right that's 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 what it's going to be that's what i think that's what i've always said he's got something to do with some money over there some banks and they that's what it's got all to do with and you don't want nobody finding out that's why he won't give no tax returns yeah hell ain't got i mean He's already said and admitted he uses loopholes that are legal. So him unve- him revealing that in his taxes ain't gonna mean shit. Yeah, 
So, what's he got to hide? Yeah, my, my guess is, if you really read about this and you really get into some of the ins and outs about some of these banking systems and everything else that are involved internationally in this trail, they are notorious for money laundering. Yeah. Absolutely oh. notorious. And it, and then that doesn't necessarily mean drug money but that because that's what people normally presume. Right. But it can, it, it can be a lot of things about international law mm-hmm. that was subverted. Okay. So you do X, Y, Z business in, in, in country A, you make sure it looks like ABC business in country B, mm-hmm. all right? And uh, so uh, my, my guess is, is, is if I had – if this comes down to an impeachable offense, it is going to be because of the trail of money, not collusion. Yeah. That that's my opinion. That, yeah, I, that's, that's what I believe too. I don't. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't think Trump had anything on his end about any messing with the votes and all that bullshit. No, I don't think he had a damn thing to do with that. No, and and I would agree with President Obama uh, prior to the election when 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 people were afraid that there was going to be tampering with the votes the other way. Okay, in favor of of Hillary, um, he he said that. Um, uh, uh, you know, the voting districts are so fragmented um, and with with so many hands-on apparatus, it's not like you can hack into this major, major computer system and swing 30 million votes. You, it's, it's just, you can't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So my, my guess is, is that as far as tampering with um, the actual vote totals, my, I'd have to say no to that. I, I would say, though, that obviously through Facebook and other things, they were able to swing some people's minds by fake news. Now, here again, you, you know, the legalities of that, you know, American companies do the same thing all the time. Okay. They, they, they buy advertising and all that to, to sway the public's opinion. There's really nothing illegal about that. Okay. Really? Uh, as long as you're upfront about who you are, that's, that's the thing. Okay, the the identities of some of these uh, entities were uh, masked. Okay, so with that being said, um, how much you know any of that information on Facebook and other places swayed the election is pretty much impossible to calculate. the The thing that I've heard, and I don't really have any inside people i've i've known a few people that have come in contact with with donald trump in new york you probably you probably rub shoulders with some senators i'm just messing with you (laughs) um but um the people that uh you know have known him and that i've talked to and uh some some of the inside uh, um editorializing and things like that about people from his inner circle was that he was almost certain that he was not going to win. Oh, yeah. I didn't see uh, it coming. Yeah, I um, went to bed that night, didn't even stay up. I figured, oh, yeah, it's probably going to be Hillary. As, was, a, as, a, as a matter of fact, if you read about some of the accounts of this, he was silent for that evening. I mean, he was just sitting there comprehending <laughs> that yeah. he might actually win. Yeah. I, I don't believe it was something that he ever really wanted. Probably not. I don't. 
I, and and if if you examine the way he handled that campaign, it seemed like he would get up in the polls and then he would deliberately do something to knock himself down. Yeah, it, it was almost like he was trying to lose, and there there was a lot of people that were theorizing about why he was doing that. You know, a, a new network, a new. Uh, well, if that be the case, a new ne- a new news network or something like that. Why would he run again? Well, you know, now he's got a taste of that power. Oh, maybe that's it, I guess. And yeah, and that's the that's the other thing now. A lot of people say that he he about passed out. And I'm, you know, yeah. I'm I, I don't know literally, but I'm just saying that he was overwhelmed that night, the election night, knowing that he could actually win. Yeah, I bet he was. Because they had nothing set up in terms of a victory announcement. I mean, that was all improvised. And Hillary's room, I mean, they had the grand ball ready to go over there, you know. Oh, yeah, she couldn't even come out and say that. Yeah, and... uh, Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, that announcement uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I stayed up, that announcement at 3 o'clock in the morning when he came out there, that was all improvised. That stage and everything, you could tell, it was really... I mean, that was just thrown together. Nobody imagined that he would be giving a victory speech. Right. And in lieu of, in, when you consider all that, I don't, I, don't, I don't really believe that he ever wanted to win that bad, that he would be colluding with a foreign government to do so. Right. I, I just, and I have no, I mean, that isn't proof, but it certainly doesn't add up. Knowing that most likely he did not want to win. Yeah. So I I don't know. Yeah, I, w- I just if I was him, I'd somehow bow out and would outrun again if I didn't like it that much. But like you said, maybe he's got a taste of power now, though. Oh yeah, I mean you know they say he does have arrogance to go with it. Yeah, and he, you know, he's got the arrogance. He uh, he likes being in charge and. Um, you know that what's that saying about absolute power? It, it corrupts absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's a um, um, it, it's a thing now where he's he's got his heels in. He's used to it now. Yeah. And yeah, and who knows what's going to happen in twenty twenty? You know, and I, I said this from the very beginning too. I really feel that he's priming that daughter of his. Uh, he's he's priming that daughter of his in the future for what running for president? Yeah, some something major, I believe. Wow, I, I've said that from the very beginning. Uh, so a lot could happen in twenty twenty. He may he may hand off that nomination. <laughs> you don't, you don't probably, know. He's probably telling his daughter, "Look, when this election's over, when I go back out there, I owe so much money. We're going to be broke. So I need you to become president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get us some more money." Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, this was this was obviously all speculation. But uh, uh, this thing about the truth not being the truth um, is more complicated than it seems. It, it's one thing to ridicule it. He should have said it better. Okay, and he certainly should have handled himself better. He's been handling uh, really. Rudy Giuliani has been handling himself terribly in terms of as a professional and as an attorney and so forth. Well, if he, if he, when he said it, he should have, looked, you know, corrected himself right then and there. Everybody, well, he he, he did today. Uh, he 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 did say, you know, he he tried to clarify it, 
And let's see if I have the statement here. My statement was not meant as a pontification on moral theology, but one referring to the situation where two people make precisely contradictory statements. The classic he said, she said puzzle. Sometimes further inquiry can reveal the truth. Other times it doesn't. Okay, that was what he said said on Twitter, which which is kind of what I kind of put forth as what he was trying to say. Right. Okay, you have two different versions of the truth, and you don't have any absolute evidence um, that stands alone, indicating that it was one way or the other. Um, but it's still, it's a confusing statement, and to be flippant the way he was, it did not come off that well from a communication standpoint. No. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to ridicule him to the extent that I'm sure a lot of people on the left are. However... It does bring up a, an interesting question about how do we get to the truth? Yeah. You know, how do we get to the truth in politics? How do we get to it in, in, our, uh, in our own lives when our perception is very much a part of what the truth is? It's impossible to get to the truth as a whole. I mean, you can get to the truth in your own individual life, but... Can you? Yeah, you can get to the truth in your own individual life. You can get to the place to where you're truthful with yourself and you're truthful with others. You can get to that place. Uh, well, you're truthful as far as you f- believe you are. Well, yeah, but I mean, you're not li- as long as you're not lying to yourself and you're not lying to others. To me, that's truthful. Okay, that's my uh, as long as you stand by your word. Yeah, um, that's another thing. But uh, is it hard? Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. It, Have you ever changed your mind about what the truth is in your own life or how, what your perception was? Not really. Not, no? Not many things, no. I'm, I'm too stubborn, I guess. I, I don't know, dude. It's just a lot. I can't even say, man. It's just, uh, yeah, no. Not really. Really? Uh-huh. That's interesting. Yeah, it's just... Uh, not even with time, not even with the benefit of time. You haven't altered I've your had, perception I've of what t- the truth was. I've had too many experiences, man. I've, I'll, I'll say. I've had, <laughs> I've had too much happen to me, man. I just, I'll just tell you, man. It's just, Kate, I could never... Uh, not try to go down that road, but I could never... Uh, uh, you haven't had an experience where you were absolutely certain at the time that you were right. Oh, I've had that experience, yeah. And then, like, say, ten years goes by, and all of a sudden that truth, that reality starts to change. No. You haven't had that. No. My truth, no, really. the, what I believe to be truth in most parts is uh, just how I am. I'm just, I believe it to be now. Whether I walk in that truth, it stands to be different. It begs to be, you know, I'm not in that path. Right. At the present moment, what I believe is the truth, but do I? But I do believe it the way I believe it. Still, always. Well, that's have. good. But I don't know, man. I just I can't explain it. It's just a, I don't know. I don't knock nobody. I don't knock nobody for what they believe or or what they their truth is or whatever the case may be. You know. Yeah. And I don't go. Unless somebody gets me on the conversation or unless something like that happens, I don't talk about it. Unless it comes up. 
somebody wants to ask me something, then I might tell them what my opinion is or what I think this is. Well, sure, yeah. But as far as me going in and just telling everybody this is what I think, yada, 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 every day, no, I don't do that. But uh, I don't make it like, you know, I didn't do that when I thought I, when I was trying to walk in the path of the, whatever you want to call it, the truth. I didn't do that. Hmm. I don't think you have to. I believe if you've uh, got the goods and you you walk where you're supposed to, you don't have to make a show of it. Yeah, well, I'm not talking about that. Yeah. I'm just talking about within yourself. No, I don't know of anything. I've t- I mean, have I ch- my viewpoint changed on, within myself anything? Well, uh, let's just say, for example, uh, let's say 10 years ago you had a really good friend. And you really felt betrayed by that friend. And at that time, you were sure, you were 100% certain when you told that guy to go jump off a bridge. And you felt good about it. And if you could have pushed him off that bridge, you'd have done it. Okay? Right. And now that 10 years has passed, and you've aged, and the circumstances, let's say, of what your friend was going through at the time has has worked its way into your consciousness. Well, and, yeah, I'm sure I've had something in that line happen. And maybe that reality that you were so sure of 10 years ago has now changed. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I've had that happen probably. Yeah. Yeah, I've had instances like that. I guess small instances like that along my life. I think we all have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never hated nobody. I can't say I've ever done that. I've lived 43 years on this earth, and I don't think I've ever hated an individual in my life. That's pretty, that's a, I I believe that. I mean, I hate, I'm not trying to brag about it, and I know a lot of people probably going to think I'm lying. But I can honestly say, I dislike. No, I believe that. I dislike people. There's people I dislike because of their ways and things. Right, right, right. But to hate them, that's a strong word. No. Hate's a strong word. Yeah, I, I don't I don't hate them. So I've never been never been one to hate nobody. I don't see the point in going to bed with that kind of stuff in your heart. Mm. It's poison. You know, I, I wish I could say that as confidently as you do. Um, I, I don't know that I've had struggles with hate, but I've had struggles with anger. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, I've yeah. had, I've had, I've had, I've had issues with anger, no doubt. Um, uh, but I, I still I, have I, issues, not to where I want to get violent. Oh just, yeah, yeah. Just where I get stressed out, my temper trying gets to me. Most times, it's just my mouth. I just run my mouth way too damn much. If you can't believe that, then you ain't listening to too many episodes of this show. <laughs> well. But my mouth can get the best of me. And then uh, it's the same old thing. When I'm done saying it, I'm like, "Oh man, I didn't mean that shit." You know. When, when you when you get pumped up on coffee, man, you're on a roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, all right. Well, all right. We we uh, we explored we explored uh, truth probably as much as we can in a podcast. I hope we we tried to make it interesting for you. Now, don't forget. Now, uh, eleven o'clock, eleven p.m. Both on Monday and on Thursday, Sugar Shane and I are live. On the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. Now, of course, you can check out any of our uh, podcasts in our playlist on Spreaker, Sanctuary of Sweet Truth, and on Twitter, at Sweet Truth Radio. You can tweet us anytime. We generally 
I do more with the Twitter. Shane does more with the Facebook page, but we're both on both. And, uh, you know, we generally, between the two of us, monitor both of those social media site, sites, and we generally respond to people when they uh, uh, you know, say something. you got to be nice, though. That's what I always tell people. It's one thing to be critical, but you got to be, you know. Yeah, don't be an asshole when you say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be, I, I just say it like it is. Don't be an asshole. You know what an asshole is. Yes, you know what, we you know, you know what acting like an asshole is. We've all oh, yeah. act, we've all played the part at some point in our life. I'm sure we have. So I mean, let's try not to be that way when you're going to talk to us, and I won't be that way when I'm talking to you. And I, uh, I'll, I'll start saying that we probably should say that uh, we're part of a wider picture now called uh, Sweet Truth Media. Um, which was, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a mix of things. We have some different podcasts now. And we have a, the podcast with the sports guy. You want to mention that real quick? Oh, yeah. It's uh, the uh, sports show. What is the name of the sports show? I know it's, I got it right here. I know it's We Like, we, oh, it's we like Sports Podcast. And it's a guy I went to school with, Peyton Vince, and I can't remember the other two guys he's got with him, but they're doing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing a show once a week, and he's uploading it. So uh, just uh, he's got two so far. So okay. go and, go and check them out. There he is. They're doing a good job. Um, give them a listen. Gail Nobles has got her shows on there. Right, and, and her theme is. Uh, does she have a theme? Or I know she did the Superman thing. Yeah, that was cool. I haven't yeah. had a chance to listen to the other two I've got to. But I did listen to Superman. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That was cool. Right. But uh Okay, so we we definitely wanted to shout out to them. Um and then in these layman's terms, is that yeah, correct? That's, that's on the, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, eight to ten. Eight to ten. Okay, very good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's kind of our spiel for tonight. Certainly want to thank everyone who uh, checks out our podcast every week. Maybe on Thursday night we can talk about some of our uh, some of our listens, how many we've had, and where they've yeah. come from. Yeah, we can yeah. do that. I've actually got a map. I'm going to hang up in my studio in here and start putting little punctures in it from all the countries that's listened. Away. That's keep, fantastic. Yeah, I've that's awesome. I want to do that. So. All right. Very good. Well, for me, uh, Billy D's, I want to thank everyone for checking out our podcast. It was kind of a different one tonight. Yeah. Kind of a. I like philosophical it. one or i'm not sure what it was yeah What's uh it? yeah it was uh something but uh yeah uh, <laughs> went down it was something i went down a road i don't normally go i don't know exactly why i went that route but uh anyhow that's okay i'll be back to my normal self on thursday but anyway uh gail thanks she said it was a good show glad you enjoyed awesome. it thank you gail and uh we'll holler at y'all thursday night peace Getting tired of your lunch options? Change it up with Little Caesars Hot and Ready Lunch Combo. Wowee, the winds of change. Get four slices of pepperoni deep, deep dish pizza, plus a 20-ounce drink, now for only four bucks. Goodbye. Where are you going? Little Caesars, obviously. Get the Little Caesars Lunch Combo, now just four bucks, hot and ready, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. weekdays. Available at participating locations for a limited time plus tax. Introducing my new $4.99 Spicy Chicken Strips Combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax, limited time only, price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries.